Well, holy shit, guys. Welcome to episode four of the Objectively Wrong podcast presented by The Next Men Up. I'm still John, and that's still a teen. Ah! And this is why I do not let him start the pods. Why? You don't like the typical sports radio talk? No, 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 I don't. Do I need to put more Colin Coward into my voice? No. Ah! More Colin Coward. No, I think I think we'll pass. Um, we love you, Colin. Please don't hate us. Um, I got nothing against Colin Coward. I like Colin Coward. Um, oh, I do too. Yeah, I would. I would kill to be in Colin Coward's shoes right now. Are you kidding me? Oh, but his shoes, of course. I'd kill for his studio. The dude's desk is bigger than like. My, it covers three zip codes. I think his. I don't think his desk would fit in my apartment. I really don't. I mean, you've been in my place. Do you think it would fit in here? I think we would have to knock down some walls. All of them. Yeah, maybe you can sleep on the desk because you won't big, fit a bed. Big open concept apartment just with the just with the desk in the in the middle of the room, right? Yeah. All right, so John, we got some shots to take, don't we? Oh golly, do we have? So here's the reality, everybody, boys and girls, ladies and whatever the hell. So me and Abtine. We, we threw the shot take thing. We shot through the shot take challenge out there last week and we listened back to it and it was kind of a hassle to listen back to it. I heard my prediction, which was Ebtine. Do you want to just remind me what my prediction was? The Patriots did beat the Raiders. Man, it was pretty too. And we'll um, talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I made my prediction correct. Ebtine predicted a Packer victory over the Saints, which was also correct. So I don't know if I mentioned this, but we discussed this before we started recording. If we're both right or if we're both wrong, we still, we both owe the shot. So I have a bottle of alcohol here. It's a whiskey of uh, of a brand that I'm not going to say because they're not a sponsor. Oh, can I say mine? You can say yours because it's very specific for all you Game of Thrones fans. Yes, I'm a huge, huge Game of Thrones fan. And I have a bottle of White Walker Jameson whiskey, blended probably. Uh, and I'll be taking a shot of that. It, it, it's a it, limited edition bottle. He showed it to me. It's, I mean, it's cool. I, it, full disclosure, I have never... I've only watched one episode of the show, so it doesn't have the impact for me. I forgot to start the clock, by the way, so we're like a minute and a half in. Now it's now it's going. Um, so I always forget that. The one, the thing we have the biggest problem with, I forget to do all the time. Um, so before we go into anything, Let's we need we need to take our shots. Uh, you already poured yours. I'm not going to pour them because nobody else drinks out of this. So I'm just going to drink it out of the bottle because I'm a man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very dumb. So, all right, let's do this. Abtine, cheers to, we, we were correct. So we're both one and oh, but we must celebrate with alcohol. And just so y'all know, that's 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 liquid. He I can't can, shake his. It's in a shot. Take a shot glass. <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can see his. I I, I assure you both. Team, check this. Is this an alcoholic beverage? No, it looks like orange juice, man. I'll eat shit, Team. <laughs> okay, it's Jack Daniels. All right. Shit. Drink. All right. Delicioso. Ooh. We should, we should just do that in general. 
Yeah, I mean, we do we even have to like? Can the pod just become that? <laughs> can we just screw this football shit? We'll just start drinking. Just and that's it. We'll just talk about the existential crises that are the world. For um, our, uh, future benefit. I don't think we can do that. No, I, I think that's probably a better idea. We don't need what is it? Liver? I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that it's, like, <laughs> it's liver. Um, <laughs> man, oh man. That's All right, fun. Let's, uh, it's, let's, a, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are filming this on September 30th, a Wednesday. Wednesday. And it is after 5 o'clock for all those that are – for all those future employers we're going to have to interview with. So we had a heck of a week of football. I think even if our, even if our takes were right or wrong, I think we needed a shot just for the sake of recognizing the insanity – that went down. We didn't have as nearly as nearly a bloody weekend as week two. Thank God. Thank God. You had San Francisco playing in the exact same field where they lost half their team. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think anyone went down this time. Uh, I don't think so. Although Jarek McKinnon popped up on my injury report on fan in fantasy. So although that's just Jarek McKinnon at this point. Um, you know, there were a handful of decent games. A lot of mediocre ones. We're going to do something a little different in order for, for the sake of time, for the sake of interest and lacking boredom. Um, we're going to go game by game quicker than we ordinarily do and try and limit it to about one, maybe two points, probably one each about each game that happened on week three. Before we get no more in-depth look at week four, there's, there wasn't too many – there weren't too many surprises – week three, but I guess we can go game by game just to, to, to just impressions of what we got. So I guess we'll start with the Thursday night uh, snoozer between Miami, the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So go ahead. What do you say? Uh, Tua will not be starting in the next three weeks. That's what I saw. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, I saw – I think Jacksonville still needs to consider going quarterback this offseason, this coming offseason. Listen, if you're in the number one pick and it wasn't because of an injury to your established franchise quarterback, you should pick Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I'm seeing that is one hell of a foreshadowing. <laughs> that is one hell of a lead um, into like seven, eight games from now. Um, yeah, so the Dolphins beat the Jags 31 to 13. Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, rather, decided to throw for 90%. Um, uh, he proved that beards are better than mustaches. Thank you. I mean, is that, I mean, Eptine and I both have full, luxurious beards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's very important, uh, that, that he was able to well to, to represent us well. Did you notice Fitz this week said that his favorite city to play in was Buffalo? Really? His favorite NFL city was Buffalo. Well, there you go, Buffalo. Why there you go. Now? You got something. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at his contract history, I think he got the most money from them too. So <laughs> No wonder he loves <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah, right. I think that's probably probably played a role. But that said, like, I, I mean, we all hear these great things about Buffalo, right? They got great fans. Yeah. Now they got a great team. I um, still want to go there specifically for the wings so I can say I've had their wings. Oh, hell yeah. Um, now let's get to the Niners and the Giants. I mean, if Dolphins Jags was a snoozer, this one was too. It's a thirty-six-nine win for the Niners. I, I all I learned was that the Giants are that bad. 
That's all I learned. Uh, all I learned is if you're in the top three Giants, you should pick a quarterback because Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones will not be good enough to lead you to anything. Daniel Jones ain't it. He, he ain't it. Um, it's already time to move on. I mean, <laughs> you've got the next game where that might also be the case. Yeah. Um, do, do, I, I look at the Giants, and the biggest question mark I see is, how long does Gettleman keep his job? Joe Judge isn't going to get fired. It's his first year. But how long? And, and no Saquon gives him a little bit of an out. How long does Dave Gettleman keep that job? Because they've, they've done nothing to actually build that football team. If they keep Daniel Jones, because they're, they're going to be top five bad. I'm almost certain they're going to yeah. be top five bad. If they keep Daniel Jones, I'm going to say it's going to be one more year because Jones is gonna get, isn't going to get much better. He's going to fumble again. He's going to throw a terrible interception in the red zone every single game. And Gettleman's going to get fired for it. But if he has the balls or <laughs> the will to do what the Cardinals did and pick up a field's a Trey Lance, or maybe uh, if you're lucky, you'll be bad enough to get a Trevor Lawrence. Then I could see him extending. Uh, just, I can see him not getting fired unless Trevor Lawrence also busts out of the field, out of the, busts out of the game altogether. And if that, if if Trevor Lawrence does bust, it it makes every NFL pundit ever look terrible. Oh yeah. It makes everyone look bad because like, there's this, nobody this saying he's bad. Guy. This is the guy that everyone had penciled down ever since Andrew Luck got drafted. It was like Trevor Lawrence is the next guy. This is the next – this is the guy that's – I mean, Andrew Luck was the guy. Now this is the guy. Like it's just – it's just one of those unanimous picks. This guy's more unanimous than Burrow is – or Burrow was rather. Let's get to Washington, Cleveland. Cleveland took a 34-20 victory here. I'm happy about one thing. I'm starting to see that Baker Mayfield can actually play. I think uh, what we learned from watching the Browns recently is they open up the game through their run game. Like yep. they're, all the passing only works if the run game gets going. So if, if uh, who's our coach? Stefanski, right? Kevin Stefanski, yeah. yeah. If Stefanski can keep on doing that, then I'm sure Baker will grow in confidence and he'll come back to – the heights of what he used to be before everyone started calling him a bust. But my takeaway for this game has nothing to do with the Browns. It has everything, everything to do with uh, Dwayne Haskins being off the team next year because he is playing absolutely dreadful. I, I mean, did anyone expect that Haskins was going to be a good – I don't know why anyone thought Haskins was going to be a good, a good quarterback. I, I didn't see it at Ohio State. The funny thing is, uh, they're the Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins are the same draft, and everyone mocked the Giants for picking Jones before Haskins. Jones is better than Haskins. Yeah, he that's is. the truly scary part about how bad Haskins actually is. What's what I think my favorite part about that game is that the Browns are two and one, and it is the first time since 2014 that they have been over 500. The first time in six years. The Cleveland Browns have been over 500. Don't look now, Cleveland, but you might have a football team. Granted, I'm saying might because I want to qualify it by saying you're not playing that well. But you are 2-1. and one. Be happy with that. Uh, segwaying now to two teams that are absolutely not 2-1. and one. Cincinnati Bengals, Philadelphia Eagles. No one wants to win a football game, apparently. If a loaf of white bread came to life – split into two halves and decided we're going to play a football game. That was what we got. 
It was the no, most bore- a, a loaf of bread would punt. It with was the fifteen it, seconds. <laughs> it was the most. It was the most boring, poorly coached, pointless affair I've ever witnessed watching football. The Eagles and the Bengals. Neither team wanted to win the football game. Neither team wanted to win. Joe Burrow had a had a rookie day. He absolutely had a rookie day. Uh, Carson Wentz did too. It's just unfortunately he's in his fifth season. Um, I don't. What did I learn? I learned the Eagles are actually bad. They're not just slumping. They're not just in a rut. We have the Eagles have now lost two, tied one. It felt like they lost, and the losses are to Washington, the Washington Football Team, and the Rams, and they've now tied the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, all, all I can say is uh, NFC East is clearly the worst division in football. A combined two nine and one record for all four teams in that division. The Giants haven't won yet. The Eagles haven't won yet. Washington only beat Philly and Dallas. What did Dallas do last week? They they pulled off the upset against Atlanta. If not for that mistaken onside kick, Dallas would also be zero and three. Like this is so. This the is the situation. The Washington football team would be winning the division right now if it wasn't for that terrible, terrible onside kick uh, recovery attempt by the Falcons. I think you're, I think you're going to see an NFC East champion at like six wins. Like that's how bad this division is. I think you're going to win it at six and ten. How stupid is that? Golly. All right, I let's, mean, give you, let's give you a game that you get to have more fun with. <laughs> Raiders-Patriots. Next is Raiders-Patriots. I'll go first. Uh, what I learned, two things. Uh, Raiders are not good enough to overcome turnovers right now. Uh, and the Patriots, that defense is good enough to bring this team to a wild card. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, whether, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whether or not, whether or not they actually make it will be on the, on their offense and the lack of weapons. And if Cam Newton, Cam Newton can get going in enough games. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when your defense forces that many turnovers, you win football games. The Patriots are going to the playoffs. I've been consistent with that the entire season so far. There's no world where they aren't. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach to ever live. And uh, I cannot wait for Ebteen to be wrong about this because – I, I, I listen. I'm not going to take any. I'm not going to take any comfort or satisfaction in watching a te- uh, uh, you know the Patriots make it to the playoffs for the nine billionth time. That said, to think that they weren't going to, come on, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, who, you know, well, I can't say Tom Brady who. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but it, it, they were they were always making the playoffs. I don't know why anyone is surprised that they're two and one. There should be no surprise. Speaking of surprises, or I guess things that are just Jeff, just generally not surprising. Atlanta blew another lead. <laughs> um, Dan Quinn stole the job for some reason. Yeah, that's the surprising part. Bear, the Chicago Bears beat the Atlanta Falcons thirty to twenty six after trailing twenty six to ten. And um, all on the back of Big Dick Nick. <laughs> so I I have this theory, and I have to, you know. I have to posit it to the listeners. 
Have you ever noticed, guys, that Nick Foles, whenever he's given the starting job, when he went to the Rams or when he went to Jacksonville, it just didn't work out. He just fell flat on his face almost immediately. But let's check on three instances where Nick Foles comes in mid-game or even mid-season. His first instance was when Mike, uh, Michael Vick, his first, uh, his first time in Philadelphia, Michael Vick goes down. He comes in, he throws 27 touchdowns to two interceptions to finish the season. His second time to Philadelphia, Carson Wentz gets hurt. He comes in, he wins a Super Bowl. Then this past week, Mitchell Trubisky decides to lay an egg. He goes to the sideline. Nick Foles comes onto the field, visor and all. Then he took the visor off because quarterbacks probably shouldn't wear them. And he leads, he scores 20 unanswered points against these Falcons. But against Jackson, as a quarterback for Jacksonville and a quarterback for the Rams, he was nothing. So what's the theory? Nick Foles is some kind of divine being that actually requires human sacrifice in order to actually be successful in the National Football League. There must be a sacrifice. Without it, you cannot unlock his true potential. Without it, he's just Nick Foley and dynamite. <laughs> but when the sacrifice is made, he unlocks the full power of big dick Nicholas Foles. We'll see, uh, we'll see if he can continue that power. They might have to kill another person. Like, just start, just start chopping off QBs. They, uh, they trade for, I don't know, Deshaun Kaiser, just to <laughs> play him in the first quarter, and then have big dick Nick come on by swinging that football. I, I don't know how much more, I don't know how much more uh, sacrificial quality Kaiser even has. <laughs> Maybe Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Send me Peterman. <laughs> interception goat oh my god Nathan Peterman's my favorite quarterback in the NFL that just doesn't play <laughs> let's go to the Rams and the Bills, Rams before, Bills before I start actually worshiping the ground Nick Foles walks on alright I'm assuming you're going to talk about the Bills so I'll talk about the Rams the Rams are a contender for a playoff spot and if you asked me if you, if you, if you said to me that I was going to tell you that the Rams can go into the playoffs in the preseason uh, or lack thereof of a preseason, I would have told you you're crazy and I would have had John beat you with a butter in a sock and tell you why the Rams are horribly run. But, hey, it's working. (laughs) The Rams are horribly run. I don't give a damn if you make the playoffs. You're not winning anything. So I, I stand by the butter and sock suggestion. Uh, I will purchase more butter and more socks in order to be well-equipped for this war as the butter and sock gladiator that I am, apparently, according to Epstein. Um, you are 100% a butter and sock type of guy. I, it tracks. I mean, I, I, I like to think of myself as like pennies more so than the butter. Yeah, pennies are more, more violent. You need, you need frozen butter. Frozen butter? Frozen butter. So just cold refrigerated butter is not good enough. No, no, no. It's We're talking of- straight sticks, too, right? Like we're not talking margarine. We're like land of lake stuff. We're talking about the big stuff. Um, yeah, big man butter. Big dog butter. The Bills are a real, real threat. The problem I have with the Bills, I'm just – I like Josh Allen. Josh Allen right now is roughly – yeah, he's the second – He's, he's number two in MVP voting. I think Russell Wilson's the guy right now. But 
this is not a game that the Bills should have had close. They were leading by over 20. And I think it was, what was it, 28 to 3 or 28 to 7? It was a low score for the Rams. Rams storm back. Bills are able to finish the job with a beautiful touchdown pass to Tyler Croft. Um, but that last drive that put them in position to score that touchdown, Josh Allen was really careless with the football. He, he ball was apart away from his body. He was dangling it out. It easily could have come loose three or four times. At some point, it's going to pop out in an important moment. The Rams just weren't weren't able to get it done. I, I love what the Bills are doing. I like Josh Allen. I like the way he's throwing the ball. He's feeling it right now. He's really enjoying the game, and it's coming easy to him right now. I just I, – I caution Bills fans. He's, he's very reckless with the football right now. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what these Bills can do, but there is going to be a limit unless you get really careful with that ball. He did not fumble it. Great. That's a good thing. But as somebody with a as somebody that supports a team with a quarterback with a fumbling problem that does that very similar things to Josh Allen, I I, I would keep my eyes on it. Uh, but for now, the Bills are three and zero, so they should be very happy with it. All right, next we've got Texans Steelers, and all I can say is it looks like you can't win games with a wide receiver by committee, Mister Bill O'Brien. How how do you justify? How does anybody justify keeping Bill O'Brien in a coach's role and general managerial role and after, after trading away New Hopkins for nearly nothing? David Johnson still got some gas left, but he wasn't worth Nuke at all. Like, they're not even close. And all of a sudden, you're 0-3. You got a good quarterback. You got a decent O-line. You got a, you got a lot of talented players on the offense but you got nowhere for the offense to really go through and the defense isn't successful right now. It's just getting beat up. So you face a Steeler team, by the way, this was the, this was the Watt family, the Watt family reunion (laughs) in all three Watt brothers in the same game. Didn't, didn't the fullback Watt get injured and left the game or something? Yeah, he left the game. I think he's probably okay. Um, It it wouldn't be a Watt family reunion with someone getting, you know, injured without, yeah. I mean, somebody had to get hurt. Um, You know, play nice guys. Um, you know, the Steelers are 3-0, and whereas Houston is now 0-3. I guess the Steelers really were just a QB away from being successful. Um, they've, been, they've been rather unimpressive in their victories. Like, they beat the Giants, but it was more Daniel Jones sort of throwing the game literally away. Uh, and then you beat the Broncos, but there's no reason for Jeff Driscoll to be this close. Like, this is the best victory the Steelers have. And it's one of their closer scores. Yeah, uh, the Steelers have played three games uh, against not the most quality opponents. Um, I don't know what their strength of schedule is off the top of my head. After seeing these first three games, I'm assuming it's not very high. You know, three and zero is three and zero. No matter who you play, it's hard to do it. I just, I, I, I get your point. They definitely haven't exactly faced the cream of the crop. I think against real contenders, you know, they've got two games against Baltimore. They've got two against Cleveland. You know, they're going to have to – Next week they play the Titans. We're going to talk about that later on. Yep, they play the Titans next week. So they've got quality opponents coming up. Um, so we'll see exactly just how good this Pittsburgh team really is. And then one more note on the Texans because I haven't heard this yet. How has no one called the Texans running game Johnson & Johnson yet? Oh, my God. <laughs> Such a dork. 
Loser. No. Johnson and bad, Johnson. Bad Abdeen. Come bad. Back for 200 yards. Oh, my God. Yeah, no tears, no rushes. I mean, my God, what a stupid st- – you're a stupid man, Abdeen. All right, all right. Moving on. God damn man. it. God damn it. Moving on. <laughs> stupid man. Takeaways from the Titans and Vikings. Here's my takeaway. The Minnesota Vikings are falling out of the playoff race, and they're falling fast. I mean, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. What else is that offense? Justin Jefferson's been fun. I've liked No, he was fun this week. Yep. He was fun for this week, and they still lost. Um, I think the Titans have a combined win, like, margin of, like, nine points over three games. It's, like, stupid small. For a team that's built around the rush, though, can you, like – It's it's normal, I suppose, but you beat Minnesota by one, 31-30. Tannehill's playing capable football. He's not playing great, but he's playing fine. He's playing pretty well. I, I'd be satisfied with him if he was my QB right now. Uh, Derrick Henry's one of the better backs in football. I still can't refer to him necessarily as a great back. I think his handy – well, his handicap as far as me rating him that high is the fact that he's, like, 350 pounds <laughs> – yeah, you know, he's probably like 250, 260. You know, running back doesn't need to be that big. Um, but the Titans, you know, what are the Titans? 3-0. They're in the control Vi- of the division. In their control, in the complete control of the division. Vikings, meanwhile, are 0-3 in a division with the Green Bay team. That's rolling. A 3-0 Chicago team, which is yeah. nuts. Before Mitchell Trubisky left, he led the Bears to two victories. And now you got Big Dick Nick that's going to sweep the rest of the games because that's what Big Dick Nick does. The Bears are going to go 16 and 0, I'm calling. 100%. No, they're not. No, they're not. The Vikings have, have some soul searching to do. I don't know if at the end of the season Mike Zimmer's necessarily employed or not. But, do, you but the Vi- think, uh, do you think Kirk Cousins' contract is tradable? No. No. They're just <laughs> no. stuck with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, they're stuck. Uh, and they just re upped it yeah, back, back like a couple months ago. I don't think there's an out. So, um, um, Minnesota, I hope you like what you're seeing. Yeah, you're, you're trapped. To it. You're, gonna you're trapped. To... You're trapped at least another year. Let's see if uh, Kirk Cousins can get any better. Uh, let's move on to the next game as we do this quickly. Panthers, Chargers. And, um, well, John, I got to be honest. I did not watch this game because there was another game that I was more interested in going on at the same time. The little bit that I did see of this, I can point out one thing. Justin Herbert can play football. Uh, that's a fact. And, I, you know, the Panthers won this game 21-16. to 16. Uh, Congrats to Coach Matt Rule and his first in the NFL without McCaffrey, which is, you know, as surprising as anything. These Panthers are not meant to be much better than just Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, Mike Davis rushed for 46 yards and 45 yards receiving. So almost, uh, almost 100. Almost 100 from scrimmage. And then you've got on defense, you're seeing it all over Twitter, all over social media the past few days. But Jeremy Chin, golly, Jeremy Chin's having himself a nice start. He's instinct. He's just very instinctive. He knows exactly what routes to take. He's reading snap counts really well. He's not getting beat on routes. Jeremy Chin is showing exactly what a lot of people thought he was going to be doing out of college. Um you know, it would have been nice to, you know, maybe add that to my secondary. But, no, I guess we should draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Hey, maybe that's a good draft pick considering how well your quarterback Shut played. up. Uh, there's just no reason. I'm going to need more I'm gonna need more whiskey if we're just going to talk – if we talk about Jalen Hurts too long. 
Um, but Justin Herbert showing showing what I thought he could do did, wasn't necess- I wasn't necessarily confident he would. Justin Herbert is showing that he can play a little bit. He, he he's got it in him. You know, so far we've seen two of the three uh, top QBs taken in the draft this past year. Two is still waiting. Yeah, it puts uh, a block on that actually. I mean, I mean Herbert is impressing Burrow every single game. They're writing poems about his ability. He so. had one. He had, he had one play. I'm going to go back to Burrow real quick because this game didn't yield much for me. Burrow had one play this week against the Eagles that looked straight out of college. I forget who was playing in college, but he did that weird little like spin move, still behind the line of scrimmage, and nailed a dime like 40 yards downfield. He did something very similar this week against the Eagles, and it still it was completed and everything. The only problem is his receiver had stepped out of bounds prior to the ball getting there. So in the book, it's incomplete, but it was a hell of a play anyway. Jets, Colts. I mean, who cares? Skip. Skip. <laughs> Skip. The Jets are bad. The Jets are so uh, bad. Uh, Adam Gase still has a job uh, this Thursday night, which this podcast probably won't get out in time for that. But – the Jets are going to be playing the Broncos, and rumors are Adam Gase is going to keep his job no matter what after that game, which is amazing to me. I mean, it's it's the Trevor Lawrence Bowl. you got the Jets and Broncos. The Broncos are hurting. For, we'll get to the Broncos in a couple of games here. But the Broncos are in a lot of, like, legitimate injury pain. You know, no QB, no top-flight receiver, no top-flight defensive end. They're hemorrhaging right now, just from a perspective of their injury report. Um, two teams that are zero and three. John Elway loves himself some quarterbacks. If the Broncos keep losing, they'll be in a position to go get Trevor Lawrence. I know you don't think they'll necessarily do it. Yeah, uh, we can we can make this a future shot take. <laughs> yeah, if the absolutely. Broncos are in position to draft Trevor Lawrence. I think Drew Locke prevents them from doing it. Uh, whether or not that's the right idea, ask me later because I don't think it's the right idea, but just right. the way it is. Um, and John thinks whoever is there to draft Trevor Lawrence will draft Trevor Lawrence no matter what. I, I am confident no matter what, Trevor Lawrence will be the number one pick, barring some – you know, we're, 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 I don't think we need to put this in the annals right now of a shot take, but we can make it so it's least out there for the listeners to hold us accountable for it in like yeah, six no, months. I'm not going to say – that Trevor Lawrence isn't the first pick. Trevor Lawrence is the first pick. He's the first pick. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Broncos will be that bad to have the first pick. Uh, and if they were there, I think there would be a legitimate discussion about taking someone else or trading the pick. Hell, you know how much picks you can get to trade yeah, out of number one. A lot of capital. Yeah. A lot of capital to get to go from number one to somewhere else. That's for the future. The Colts are also bad. They just happen to play the Jets. Phil Rivers looks DOA, but I guess they're. Good. I guess he's good enough right. He's good now. enough for the AFC wild card right now. Well, I mean, listen, they're going to play Chicago this week, so they're going to run into the buzzsaw that is a sacrificed Nick Foles, a sacrifice fed Nick Foles. I I, I don't love the Colts' chances. Cowboys right. Seahawks. Cowboys Seahawks. The team that should be zero and three, and the team that is three and zero. Uh, what what do I learn from this game? Uh, 
Russell Wilson is the best quarterback playing football right now. And yeah. if anyone disagrees with me, you should get your eyes checked. If anyone disagrees with you, it's a, it, you're, you're a Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – and listen, I think there is only one player in the world you can put on the pedestal with Russell Wilson as far as best QB in football right now. You can only compare Pat Mahomes and Russell Wilson. There, are, there is not a third close to them. But Russell Wilson's doing it without Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Mitchell Schwartz, et cetera, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Although DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett are, uh, how do decaf, we? decaf, and uh, you know, decaf Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are are, are talented players. And there's um, talk that they're waiting uh, for that other wide receiver whose name I'm forgetting right now that is suspended. Is Josh Gordon suspended? Uh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon. They're waiting for Josh Gordon to come back. To get like to, for the NFL to forgive him another time again, and let him to play football again. Uh, Seattle's a dangerous football team, in my opinion, and the best team in the NFC right now. Dallas, I mean, Dak Prescott has got to be paid soon. Four hundred fifty yards in a losing effort. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know about Dallas's defense, I don't know what more you need. Uh, CD Lamb start to look like they're number two. Gallup start to look like they're three. Uh, that's terrifying, but. At the same time, that's kind of like that's kind of what the hierarchy should be. I wouldn't be surprised if Gallup is traded on the trade deadline. At the deadline. At the deadline. I don't know if it'll be a deadline move, but I could see him moving off season for sure. Um, Because we keep on uh, praising the Seahawks Uh, every single game this week. The uh, defense—not every single game this week, every single game this season—the defense gets scored on, and and. The uh, the opposite team scores a lot of points. I just, you can just look at the Falcons game. I mean, whoever plays the Seahawks is going to score a lot of points. And it's Seattle's Russell Wilson to just, I don't know, win a shootout the way they're playing right now. The Seattle Seahawks, I don't know if you saw this stat. I, it, just, it just racked my brain on it, though. The Seattle Seahawks defense, I don't remember if they were the first team to do this or not. But consider the stat that I'm about to say, and you'll be like, oh, my God. Like, think about it for half a second. You'll be like, oh, my God. The Seattle Seahawks, in their first three games, have allowed over 1,200 yards passing. It's 400 a game. Holy shit, that's bad. Yeah, with, with Russell Wilson playing the way he is, it's fine. That's bad regardless. Yeah. And, and the defense doesn't even look that bad when you watch it because Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright are still great football players. Mm-hmm. But you've got a lot of you, you got a lot of players hurt right now. You got Bruce Irvin who's done for the year. You got Blair who's done for the year. Um, that Jamal Adams is hurt, but he'll probably be back. Now you got Chris Carson. He's out for a week or two. With that, do you see that tackle? Uh, no, I did not see the tackle. Okay, Dallas Cowboy D lineman grabbed Chris Lar- Chris Carson by the leg as he was tackling him, and did like an alligator roll. So he just twisted his whole leg well after the play had been called dead. You got tons of current players and retired players saying that's just that's like the unbroke. It's like the unwritten code. You don't do that crap. That you're gonna hurt a guy that did way. Get fined? Did you get fined? No, nothing. Nothing. Uh- I'm certain in the next game, punishment. Someone, someone's going to get blocked real low. So um, the, next, the game that John called last week. Yes, I did. Detroit Lions beat the Cardinals 26-23. John, I'll let you have all the fun here. Take it yeah, away. I, I did not think Kenny Galladay was going to be back 
then once he came, once I heard, got word that morning that Kenny Galladay was going to play, I thought, oh, wow, my prediction's real safe. Kenny Galladay played half speed. Well, not really half speed. He played hurt against Patrick Peterson and still made him look silly. I, the Kenny Galladay is a top 10, top five wide receiver in football argument needs to continue to be made. I don't know if he's top five necessarily, but to keep him outside the top 10 at this point is just ignorant. Kyler Murray threw, I think, what was it, four picks? I think Kyler threw something like three or four picks. You can't do that. It's not good. Yeah, Kyler Murray, I'm sorry, 270, two TDs, three picks. Three picks, yeah. Not good. You can't do that. You just can't do that. Uh, the other unfortunate thing is Larry Fitzgerald was held to zero yards. I don't remember the last time I've seen that. So this Cardinal team does have flaws. They're still young. They're still trying to figure everything out. Detroit, Jeff Okuda finally had himself a, had himself a nice breakout game as a rookie. You know, he did a little bit of talking after the game, saying we felt disrespected. Uh, no shit. Your head coach is Matt Patricia. You're going to be disrespected because he doesn't deserve very much of it. Stafford's still a good quarterback. I don't really know how the Lions won. I know I predicted it, but as I saw, as I was watching some of the highlights and some of the game, I thought, man, that was kind of a weird prediction. And then it happened. I was like, oh, all right. Either I'm a genius or just psychic. So I'm not even going to, I'm not going to complain. I think Detroit has a few good playmakers. They can win any game they are in. Yeah. Here's a, here's a takeaway for your fantasy. Adrian Peterson's the number one back in Detroit. Yeah, that's he had 75 nuts. yards and 22 carries. I can't believe that. So uh, you drafted what? Kerryon Johnson, DeAndre Swift, and uh, Adrian Peterson is your number one back. Yeah, I, I took Swift. I've Swift in two leagues, and I'm very unhappy. It was one of my less enthusiastic picks, and it was just not a good play. Speaking of enthusiastic picks, I took Leonard Fournette before he was cut by the Jaguars. So let's talk about Tampa. All right, let's talk about Tampa now. Chris Godwin, hamstring injury, MRI check. He'll be out a couple of weeks. Looks like he'll be back for the Raiders game in week seven if there's no problems with that. But I'm worried about this offense because Denver Denver's so injured that they're basically just – they're better than the Jets. We can guarantee that, that they're better than the Jets. But they are a top five worst team in the NFL right now purely because of their injuries, not because of their talent. And – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only scoring 28 on them. And, I mean, it has me a little worried. Their number one wide receiver, in my eyes, is Scotty Miller. <laughs> the way he's racking up the yards and Tom Brady keeps on throwing at him. You know, I think it's funny is I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the stats from Tampa's game right now. Mike Evans had the funny, has the funniest stat line I've ever seen in my life. He had two <laughs> catches. He had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. That's, that's so silly. It's unbelievably economic, but that's kind of dumb. I also think it's kind of dumb that LaShawn McCoy had two carries. Or I'm, two, I'm sorry, two receptions and no carries. And Scotty Miller somehow had 80 yards. And yeah, Gronk, 83 yards on three receptions. Gronk got himself six balls, finally, after all week talking about, oh, I'm just a blocking tight end now. No, you're not. Rob freaking Gronkowski is supposed to catch the football. I think the funny thing is Shaq Barrett is an interesting defensive end because he didn't matter when he was on Seattle. And now all of a sudden he's one of the best in football. Mm-hmm. You know, another two sacks last year, what do you have like 18? And yeah, I think he was the sack leader actually. Right? Yeah, I think you're right. And my favorite, 
is an inside joke for those that don't know us quite yet. I predicted Vitavea to be drafted by the Raiders yeah. for like a year and a half. He is my favorite non-Raider. He's my favorite player that just didn't go where he should have gone. He's having himself a nice start to his career. Finally, finally healthy. Got himself a sack. He's having a good start to this season. His last, his last rookie season wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think what is this year three now? No, I think it's two. Isn't it year two? He was drafted with Miller, wasn't it? Colton Miller. So Colton's in year three. Yeah, it is year three. So yeah, it's year three for Vita. I think he was hurt for most of. He's he's been hurt a lot. Now he's back. You know, a sack out of a nose tackle is always an interesting stat. Yeah, um, big guy, big guy, and he's finally getting pressure. Big dude, big dude, big problems. Packers Saints, you take this one. You called this one right. All right, Drew Brees is done. <laughs> there, there's your takeaway. Drew Brees is done. Put in Jameis Winston for a couple of plays. Put in Taysom Hill for a couple of plays because Drew Brees will only throw to Alvin Kamara and it will only be for five yards, but Kamara will try to win the game anyways. <laughs> Alvin, Kamara, Alvin Kamara scored a touchdown last week where it looked like he was just walking. And I think the stat cast caught that the lead blocker reached a higher top speed than he did, which I found so funny. A 300-pound guy just outrunning Alvin Kamara. I think Kamara was waiting for the block, but he just looked like he was walking down the sideline. It was just silly. It looked like he didn't even care, which is Alvin Kamara's like style. I know he's, I know he cares. I know he's working hard. I think uh, Sean Payton needs to open up all the tricks in his playbook because uh, I get you don't want to call Drew Brees' career, Sean Payton, but he's not helping you win football games at this point. He's costing you football games. You need – I don't know what you need to do, but you need to scheme easy yard after catch. And you need Mike Thomas back more than anything. Let's be honest here. You need Michael Thomas back. You need Michael Thomas back. You need to adjust your scheme with the fact that your quarterback will only throw at most 10 yards for 99% of his passes. Let me, let me read you these reception stats real quick for these Saints. Because Breeze, Breeze actually did throw okay this week. He actually really played well. 29 for 36, 288, three scores, no picks. So he had a resurgent game after that Raider nightmare. He will protect the football. But check this out. They had had how many receivers is this? Eight different receivers this week. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say the numbers, and you'll tell me who the hell caught the biggest, caught caught the most, and you'll know immediately. Alvin Kamara. Yes. One, two, one, two. Two, two, four, four, thirteen. Okay, and he only had six carries. So Alvin Kamara is not a running back. Clearly, he's a slot wide receiver. He is a slot wide receiver, a damn good one. Latavius Murray had twelve carries. That's funny. Alvin and Latavius had the same amount of yardage. Alvin had half the carries. He had nine point seven average on carries. Taysom Hill hasn't done jack this year yet, and the Saints are one and two. They, they might need to open, open him up a little and bit. let Taysom Hill play. Yeah, they might need to open him up a little bit too. As of right now, it's just not clicking 100% for these Saints, one and two. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as you and say that Breeze is done. I mean, the whole point of this season for the Saints is to win the Super Bowl. And to me right now, Drew Breeze can't get you to the Super Bowl. I, I think I can kind of agree with that, which is why on this next matchup, I'm just going to tell you that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. All right, next matchup, Chiefs-Ravens. The Chiefs, uh, they may look easy. 
The Ravens never looked like they were going to win the football game. Lamar Jackson had an embarrassing night. And alongside him, Mark Andrews, a couple of drops. I even think uh, Marquise Brown had a couple of drops too. It was just a forgettable night completely for the Ravens. They got punched in the mouth. My takeaway for this, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. There is no competition in sight. And the season's already over in the AFC. And I just get, I need another shot, John. I need another shot. <laughs> if, you, if you think your Raiders are competing with that team for the next 10 years, I think you're nuts. Because you're outcoached, you're outmanned, you're out quarterback, you're out everything. You're out ownership. You're out everything. Everyone in the AFC is out everything by this Chiefs team. It's unbelievable. And they don't have an issue contract-wise for like, three to four years. The issue was this off season and there's somehow they, they kept everybody and added a running back. You've got to be kidding me. I don't know how they did it. This team is unbelievably impressive. The only thing that can stop this team is injuries. Yeah. That's the really it. Thing is injuries. Patrick Mahomes, is a special kid. He's a special, special quarterback. I find it funny. I'm this looking at the, the Ravens. This was the first game. Patrick Mahomes looked like, he was 100%. Yep. Because before this, he looked rusty. This game, he was showing off. And to anyone who wanted to compare him and Lamar Jackson, well, he just told you to ah. f*** off with that game. Yeah. So, stat line, let's, let's compare the two former MVPs. Patrick Mahomes, 31 for 42, 385, four scores, no picks. But have scored more. Lamar Jackson, 15 for 28. 97 and a touchdown. He did throw a touchdown that uh, Mark Andrews dropped, but uh, he had a, he had a terrible night. Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown combined for five catches for 45. No more stats than that. I don't have their drop numbers in front of me, but what I can tell you is that nobody on that football team achieved more than 40 yards, except for Lamar Jackson in the air and Lamar Jackson on the ground. Gus Edwards was the next closest on the ground at 39. Top receiver was J.K. Dobbins somehow with 38 yards. Yeah. Mark Ingram played like garbage. I think if you have a fantasy Mark Ingram, you need to cut him. Uh, he has no value via trade. Look at that. I traded him just in time. There you go. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill only had 77 yards. That's low for him. McCole Hardman had 81. You know the most catches? Here you go. Most catches by a Chief last week. Who do you think it is? Without looking. Cheater. Uh, I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins. Well, you'd be right because you cheated. No, I um, didn't. I actually didn't. He had seven. Um, it's just, if, if you're going to pick one player who's the least threatening on that Chiefs offense, it's Sammy Watkins. How nuts is that? I mean, I have no faith in Sammy Watkins, but just as far as the play, because he has busted pretty hard in this league. <laughs> you, you can't say he's busted at this point when he became an integral part on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. He did not oh, live on. up to his expectations. That's a bust. Having a very successful career. Yeah, so did Reggie Bush. He was a bust, too. All right, moving on. To What's your point? <laughs> we so that's enough, so we spent enough time on the takeaways for week three. Well, I think the takeaways make it easy because this will be easy for us to rattle off some predictions for week four. All right, week four starts off with the Thursday snooze fest. Who's going to get Trevor Lawrence first? It's the Broncos and Jets. And uh, I'm going to pick the Jets to win this game. Maybe because I don't want Trevor Lawrence to be a Bronco. 
Um, I'm going to pick the Jets to win this game because Adam Gase should know that he's coaching for his job. And I don't know if that will change anything. It's just, I think both teams are bad for very different reasons. And someone has to win this football game. I, I, I'm going to say 10 to six, oh. <laughs> 10 to six, the Jets win the football game. I, I understand. So the thing is, we, you mentioned that to me before you were going to pick the Jets, and I was like, are you nuts? And I thought about it. I mean, Sam Darnold is the better quarterback. <sighs> is he? Forgot because everyone else sucks. <laughs> the Jets are at least, for the most part, healthy. Like, they don't have C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon Bell. They don't have a good wide receiver right now either. They didn't have one before either. Um I'll pick the Jets, I guess. I it, If you want to pick Jeff Driscoll to win, pick Jeff Driscoll to win. Or Brett Ripien, because Brett Ripien also played. Is it Brett Ripien? Is that it, who they're going to play? Brett Ripien, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, I'm going to pick the Jets. Yeah, There's Brett a, Ripien will start for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, the Sam Donald can't be worse than Brett Ripien. I, it just can't be. All right, Jets are going to win on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> I, score – who gives a damn? Yeah, skip that. 13 to 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do anything else. Like, go take a walk. Put on your mask and go outside and take a walk. So stupid. What an awful – avoid that game at all costs. Go watch the debate again. Like, that's <laughs> like, – honestly, as, as painful as that was, it can't be more painful than Broncos-Jets. Saints-Lions. Saints-Lions. Now – We've made uh we've made it clear that we don't like the Saints right now, but I'm still gonna pick them to win this football game. Me too. <laughs> the Lions aren't winning two in a row. <laughs> uh, look, Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay can certainly win this game. Yeah, by themselves, but uh, the Saints, Breeze throws it to Kamara. Kamara wins that game. Maybe scores another forty fantasy points for me. <laughs> Guys, stop calling Kenny Galladay Babytron. They don't play anything alike. He plays nothing like Megatron. They play no – there's no similarity in their game. He just is a lion, so you're going to compare them? Come on. No. He's his own receiver. He's a damn good one. Uh, but I think they're losing by, like, 10. For me, this is, like – the Saints play the Lions, and they play the Chargers and Panthers. If Drew Brees sucks in all three games, it's time to bench him. Okay, but he played well. Like, we already established he played well this week. Did he? Or did 280, 288, only seven incompletions and three touchdowns. Yeah, he played damn well. Or did Alvin Kamara play well? No, they both played exceptionally well. Alvin Kamara, I mean, listen, two, uh, of that 288, 50 of it was one play, of course. But, no, Drew Brees had himself a decent football game. I'm, I'm not going to take that from Drew Brees. He played well. All right, moving on. Oh, I didn't say a score. Saints, Saints win it 30-20. All right, I think I can get on that. Chargers, Buccaneers. Now, this should be a fun game, actually. It's a hard one to pick, honestly. Yeah. Justin Herbert's been looking impressive, but this is definitely his toughest matchup. The Buccaneers' defensive line is a re- is the real deal. It's playing well. I'm surprised, admittedly. And that reason, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers, and I'm going to say Justin Herbert throws two interceptions on this day. Because – what I, what I saw in college, if you get Herbert pressured, uncomfortable, and just running for his life, he will throw inexplicable interceptions. Daniel Jones quality interceptions. Who's going to catch him, though? Who's going to catch him? 
who's going to catch from the Buccaneers? Uh, well, what's their defensive lineman? If you pay attention to uh, to what Daniel Jones is doing, who's the defensive lineman for Tampa is going to catch those interceptions? D line. Um, I mean, Vea, JPP, Shaq Barrett. I keep forgetting they have a Damakong suit. Oh, here you go. They have Anton Winfield Jr. and Devin White. Both of those can definitely catch. Devin White. I think Levante David got one. Carlton Davis and Levante David. This is a very good defense that will pick off Justin Herbert. That's my prediction. It's a lot of names. That's for damn sure. And I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to say Herbert still has a decent day. I'm going to go 30. I'm saying 30-20 a lot, so I'll say 30-23. You're going to need a little bit more to Austin Eckler if you're the Chargers in order to be competitive in this football game. You're going to need a good game from Keenan Allen. I'm going to go with a lower scoring affair. I'm going to go 21-17, and I'm going to pick Tampa. Oh, I did forget. Chris Godwin's not playing for Tampa, so I'm going to revise mine too. I'm going to go 24-20 now. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I don't see this being overly high scoring. I think both defenses are decent. I think the Chargers lacking Derwin James is going to be, going to be kind of that, – that'll be your decider. It's the fact that they just don't have him. Jaguars, Bengals – Wow, what a, what, a, what a crappy week of football. <laughs> it starts with Thursday night. Oh, the Broncos and the Jets. Ooh. Jaguars, Bengals. Joe Burrow finally wins a football game as he wins a low-scoring affair, affair of 17-14. 17-14? 17-14, yeah. And I, all I can say is, Bengals' offensive line is awful, and I don't have faith in either team scoring a lot of points. Listen, Joe Burrow might actually be the best player on that field. I think Mixon probably is. Is Mixon finally coming back, though? Like, is he, like, revved up and ready for the season because he started slow? Uh, Listen, I know he started slow, but he's still a good running back. I'm going to pick the Bengals by 10. I think Burrow finally gets himself a victory. I, I think the Jags are still worse than these Eagles than and then the Eagles are. Uh, the Bengals couldn't beat the Eagles uh, as bad as I think they are. Um, but I think the Jags are still worse. Minshew, Minshew is not a particularly good quarterback. How they're not zero and three, I'm still not sure. Uh, but what I will say is, I, I will give credit to Gardner Minshew for something. Gardner Minshew was absolutely not the reason the Jags are one and two. Carter Minshew has been the re- is the reason they have won. Yeah, the um, Jaguars are at, are where they are because they continuously ship off their talent. Yeah, they they don't know how to team build. It's not the quarterback's fault. If they were to build around that man, I think they probably could build a contender. It would take well, a little sure time. Some other team will because after this year, they'll probably ship out Carter Minshew too. I cannot wait for him to be an Eagle. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I absolutely, I absolutely can wait for that. I'm not lobbying for that at all. Uh, yeah, I'll pick it a 10-pointer for the Bengals. Let's say 20 to 10. All right, next we got the battle of the zero and threes. Who had the more disappointing offseason? Both shipped off their star wide receivers. It's the Vikings and the Texans. And uh, this is probably going to be the closest game this week because both teams like to lose. And why, I, do I feel, why do I feel like the Houston's going to beat them? You think Houston might even blow them out? Yeah. I think I think Houston will beat them because Minnesota's secondary is just bad. atrocious. Yeah. yeah. So I'll pick Houston to win, and I'll pick them to be impressive in their win because let's face it, 
The Texans need one. Deshaun Watson needs one. Bill O'Brien needs to be gone. And the Texans will win 28-17. I don't know about that high a score. You don't think it'll be that high? No, I'm going to go 20 to like – here we go. I'll pick a weird one. All right, ready? 20 to 9. 20 to 9. The Vikings can't get in the end zone for whatever reason, and they got to kick their way to points. That's what it ends up being. I'm going to say the Vikings find a way to keep themselves out of the end zone. Kirk Cousins has had a couple of weird games this year. He, he does not give, bring me confidence. Dalvin Cook does. Adam Thielen does. Somebody please trade for them and save them from Minnesota. I know they just paid Dalvin. He's not going anywhere. But oh, Dalvin Cook did get paid? Yeah. So it, it's unfortunate that he decided to let them pay him. But they're trapped. Uh, Minnesota scares me right now, for sure. Uh, just to, They scare me from, from a perspective of this team should be better than they are, and they're just not. And then so. next we have another skippable game because the Seattle Seahawks will be playing the Miami Dolphins. What are we going to say next week if, if Miami wins this game? I don't think they will. Listen, but Miami wins this game, we each get to take a shot. <laughs> yeah. Aside from – we'll add that. Barring – write that down somewhere. Okay. Barring any form of shot take, we're going to make a shot. We're going to take our takes, uh, make our takes at the end of this. But that one, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with going in with you on that. If, if Seattle loses that game, no matter what our outcomes are, we owe a shot. And Seattle is prone to losing inexplicable games. They, they will lose a dumb game for yeah. sure this year. They will 100% lose a dumb game. It might even cost them a first, uh, a first buy. A first place guy. First, the first, the first, first seed. All right, let's move on to one of the better games this week: Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, we didn't even give a score for the Seahawks and Dolphins. That much. This game is forgettable for us. This shouldn't Seattle be close. Blowout. Seattle wins in a blowout. It's thirty to ten. I'm saying thirty a lot. It's I was 30. gonna, I, I was gonna say thirty-five to like twelve. Thirty-five to twelve. Let's both do that. This game, let's see if we disagree. Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans, one of the better games this week. What do you got? I like Pittsburgh. Um, I like Pittsburgh. Disagree. <laughs> uh, I like we disagree. I'm sure yeah. we do. I like Pittsburgh. Um, I like Pittsburgh a lot, but I like them because of their defense. I think the offense is good enough. Chase Claypool's deciding. I'm just. I'm only going to catch highlight reel balls. Uh, James Washington's looking okay. I think Deontay Johnson is out, though. I believe he is out for this game. I think he's still in concussion protocol, which is unfortunate. Because he was having an impressive start to his – He was having a really good start. Um, Juju's back to being Juju. I was going to say, not to mention Juju Smith-Schuster. I was going going with the twos and the threes Mm -hmm. before I went to Juju. Um, Because this team – Juju is good. I think Juju is an, an incredible two. I think he's a very low-end one, though. I think he's a good one, maybe. Um, but I, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's a top-10 receiver. Um, you know. I don't think anyone disagrees with you. On that. Ju- Juju might. Um, <laughs> you know, Juju would be like, no, I'm the best. Um, Listen, if you want to beat John with a butter sock, we can set that up. Mr. Schmitz Schmooster. What is what is Schmitz Schmooster? <laughs> so so what is it? Me and Juju, me and Juju gotta go to the octagon with butter socks. <laughs> I, you know what? I would pay to watch that and I'm the one in it. <laughs> me and Juju Smith Schuster butter socks to the death. 
But you're anyway. I'm going to pick the Titans because. Well, wait, I was going to say it was because of the defense. And meanwhile, we're out here talking about socks and dairy. All right, all right. The defense. We've hyped up the defense. It's going off ready for sure. Golly. <laughs> you got TJ Watt, you got Bud Dupree. On this one is such side. a stupid show. Mika Fitzpatrick <laughs> in the secondary. What what do you uh, what do you see in that Pittsburgh defense that can stop uh, Tennessee's rushing attack and Tannehill throwing? Hayward, to it, Dupree, Watt. That, that's that's all I need to know. Minka's coming up, making big plays in the box. You know, I trust what they're doing right now. I know it's only been yes. This is two teams at three and zero. As I said before, Tennessee I think has won all three games by a combined single digit. I think it's combined nine points. And that's a um, trend I will also follow with the predictions. Huh? That's a trend I will also fall, follow with the score prediction. Yeah, I, I, they're not. They're they're winning games, but they're winning them close. The Steelers, Steelers, meanwhile, haven't played anybody quality, but they're playing games at more legitimate margins. Ben's throwing well enough. That Tennessee defense is good. I just I, – I got this – I have this feeling that Pittsburgh is going to be competing at the top of the conference come January, and I think it comes with games like this where they're able to do that. For so me, I'm, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. You're going to pick Pittsburgh. For me, I see a game that Derek Henry controls, some play-action passes from Ryan Tannehill, and the Titans win off a field goal from Goskowski, who is still redeeming himself from that terrible week one showing. I don't think he's missed since. I know, right? He, he's uh, It's like he got rid of all the misses that he could have possibly had in week one, and they still won the football game. It was funny. You and I, I remember we were texting during the game, and I said to you, I was like, if they win this game off of his foot, it'll be the only way he keeps his job. Yeah. And then he, he, made, he made the final kick. He won the game off of his foot. Here he is, totally redeeming himself. It's the weirdest thing. It's football's just kicking is such it's such a weird little anomaly. Got kickers that are great one day are awful the next. You know, Young Way Koo, for example, was atrocious with the Chargers, and now he's like a pretty darn good serviceable kicker for the Falcons. I would I wish someone would give like Roberto Aguayo another shot. <laughs> I was gonna ask, is Aguayo still uh sitting on the sideline somewhere or uh... No. He's not employed. Roberto Aguayo, are you kidding? Anyway, uh, you keep keep talking. I'm gonna look up where this where this sucker's like last experience, last performance was. Okay, I think this is a very tight game, very low scoring, plenty of field goals, probably a couple of missed field goals too, and I'll have the Titans winning at 17-16 as time expires with Guskowski uh, kicking another field goal in. On January 10th, 2018, Roberto Aguayo signed a reserve-slash-future contract with the Los Angeles Chargers. He went perfect in the preseason, three of three on field goals and six of six on PATs, kicked the game-winning field goal in the Chargers' final preseason game. He was waived September 1st, 2018, after losing the kicking job to Caleb Sturgis. (laughs) And as we and the Chargers don't even have Sturgis anymore, their kicker is Michael Badgley, who, fun fact, I played I played uh, hockey, football, and lacrosse with as a child in our hometown uh, of Summit, New Jersey. What's up, Badger? So I've known that dude for years. 
very, very cool, very cool guy. I want the Chargers to try, like, he played quarterback for me, like, in youth football. I know he can throw. So I want the Chargers to run, like, a fake field goal pass because I feel like I'm the only one watching him, like, come on, Mike, I know you can throw. Like, I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I know you can throw the football. I feel like I'm the only one in the world that's, like, looking at Michael Badgley, like, you need to throw. I know you can do it. Um, that's how the next elite quarterback had his career jump started. <laughs> yeah, from kicker, from, from kicker. I think Badger also has a podcast. I don't know who he casts with. I think it's another Charger, but I forget who. So who's ne- – did I, did I pick a score for the Steelers-Titans? No, you did not. Let's go – is it too low scoring? This is another low scorer. I'm going to say 20 to like 16. Gaskowski gets a lot of work. 20 to 16. All right, let's move on to the Browns and the Cowboys. Both teams trying to make themselves look like contenders by winning this football game. And um, part of me wants to pick the Browns because I don't have a I don't have a single ounce of trust on that Cowboy defense. But Dak Prescott is playing too well, and Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. When you compare that with the Browns wide receivers, it's not impressive. Then you got Ezekiel Elliott in the rush game. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys to get a huge lead in that division (laughs) with their second victory. (laughs) Yeah, just a colossal lead at two and two. Two. Um, No one can catch up at this point except for the Washington football team. The Washington football team. I'll go with a I'll go with a high scoring game because we need a high scoring game in this week, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go forty to forty to thirty five. Jesus God! Yeah, let's go, <laughs> let's go all the way. Barnburner. Baker Mayfield has a good game, specifically because Chubb and Kareem Hunt will go off. That Dallas Cowboy defensive line hasn't been playing well. If you as long as you don't look at Alvin Smith. That Cowboys defensive line has not been playing well. Good job, Alan Smith. Welcome back to the NFL. Why couldn't you do it for the Raiders? <laughs> because you suck. Because you suck, Ebteen. Because you suck. And um, it's just the Cowboys are the better team in my eyes on offense, and I think that will win the game for them. I have no idea who the better team is. I'm inclined to say it's Dallas. I'm going to pick Dallas. I'm not going to pick them to score 40. <laughs> um I think Cleveland's got a better defense right now than than Dallas. I think they have a better defense right now than Seattle. I want to pick a shootout, John. I want to pick the shootout. I'll pick a shootout, but they're not scoring 40. I'll give them 30, and I'll give Cleveland 27. But that's about what I'm going to do. The Cowboys are not good on the defensive side of the football right now. They're actually bad. They're actually bad on that side of the field. There's just – both these teams have so many offensive weapons. If it's a game of QBs, Dak Prescott's a better QB today than Baker Mayfield is. That's not disputable. So, I, I, I'll give it to Dallas. Yeah, I, I think both teams. I don't think Dallas is coached well. I wanna, I wanna preface everything by by saying, bias aside, I don't even have a bias this year. The Eagles suck so hard, I just don't even care. So, the Cowboys, I don't, I just don't trust that how they're coached. And you've still got Jerry Jones going on like Dallas radio shows talking about how Dak Prescott, like Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson would have won the game, but that Dak Prescott even throwing 450 lost. 
I, I love that Jerry Jones does that because the more he does it, the more it's going to want Dak to go anywhere else. I, um, I hope for Dak that he does go somewhere else. I hope for I hope for me he goes somewhere else. Um, right, let's move on to. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna enjoy this game. Cardinals Panthers, and uh, I don't know. There's something about the Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater. And I know McCaffrey's injured, but Mike Davis is doing okay as a backup. I want to pick the upset here, John. I want to pick the Carolina Panthers to beat the Cardinals. What do you want to score them? I'm going to score 23-20, and it goes to overtime. All right. Now that Abtine is done sodomizing your ear canals. Um, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals are going to win this game. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to win this game. They're, they're a better team, but every single week upsets happen. And the Panthers, the Panthers are dangerous. And for somehow they've been competitive every single football game they've been in. Did I, did I not pick an upset yet? The Jets winning is an upset. The Texans winning is kind of an upset. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are not going to lose two games back-to-back to teams that they shouldn't lose to. They already lost to Detroit. If they lose, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll, I'll put this one down for you. If the Cardinals lose to Carolina after having lost to Detroit, there's going to be serious questions about whether or not the Cardinals are actually that good. At that point, I think the Cardinals will just be – they're a good team that can beat good teams, but they're not a contender. If they, if they go 2-2 two and two after losses to Detroit and Carolina, I don't give a damn if they beat the Niners. The Cardinals are not a contender because you cannot lose those two games. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals – I'm going to have them winning by – I am going to put it closer than I think most people would suggest. I'm going to say 28-20. Eh, 20, 24-16. I'm going to go down a little bit. 24-16. Kyler cannot throw three picks again. He just – he has to not do that. Yeah, you can't, you can't be throwing three picks in the NFL. Can't do it. Colts-Bears. Colts-Bears. Big Dick Nick versus Nursing Home Phillip. <laughs> Jesus, God. I'm going to go with the Bears. Me too. I'm going to go with the Bears purely because that Bear defense is still playing well, and uh, Phillip Rivers is prone to, I don't know, throwing away, throwing away football games and throwing multiple interceptions, and I don't trust that he can't do that against the Bears. <laughs> Eddie Jackson is going to catch like three picks. Nick Foles is not going to lose this football game. Um, now, I will say, I'm, I'm going to throw one wrinkle out there. The Colts head coach is Frank Reich. Frank well, Reich. Nick Foles. Say that again? He knows Nick Foles. He knows Nick Foles very well. In mm-hmm. fact, Nick Foles today said that Frank Reich was the guy that figured him out as a player. Frank Reich was the OC of the Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl with Big Dick Nick. You know, if anybody's going to be able to figure out Nick Foles, it's probably Frank Reich. That said, I don't find the Colts to be particularly talented, especially not on the offensive side of the ball right now. Jonathan Taylor, I will say, he's outperforming what I thought he would even show in the NFL. I didn't like him coming out of Wisconsin. Um, so he hasn't dropped the ball seven times yet. I'm, just, I'm stunned. So I'll, I'll give this one – I'm giving this one to Chicago. I can't believe I'm saying it, but the, the Bears are going to be 4-0. They're 4-0 if they win this game. So – the I'm going to be four and zero, and a true contender for a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, by virtue of being four and zero, yeah. Let's say low scoring, twenty right. to se- twenty to seventeen. I'm going to go even lower. 
I'm going to go 17 to 14. Fair enough. All right. Ravens. Another uh, skippable affair. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Ravens, yeah versus football, the, everyone. <laughs> Ravens versus the. Ravens versus the. Washington football team. Uh, this will be the redemption game for the Ravens after being embarrassed on Monday. We should get that like sound affected. So I don't have to do it every time. The Washington. Washington football team. Mama mediocrity personified. The real question is how many turnovers do you think Dwayne Haskins will have? 74. No. 74. Uh, <laughs> 74. maybe. Yeah. It, 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 Baltimore's going to win by 30. I'm, I'm going to pick it 38. Yeah, this is, this is a 10. blowout. Listen, Baltimore, if you lose this game, then I've got nothing for you. <laughs> oh, if Baltimore – I honestly – I'm not shot taking this game, but if Baltimore loses this game – we're taking shots. <laughs> this is another one that we have to take shots on. So Seattle and Baltimore are two shot takers for sure. Mm-hmm. Because if Baltimore loses this game, it completely changes the foundation of what the AFC even is. Yeah. Because it will, it will, it will guarantee that the gap between Baltimore and Kansas City is as big as it looks like it is. So I'm going to go 35-10. Yeah, I went 38-10. It's, it's yeah. going to be a nightmare. Next game it should be a nightmare. <laughs> Next game, another game that I think will be not close. We have Daniel Jones and the Giants who are going to meet Aaron Donald and the Rams. <laughs> um, listen, Daniel Jones is going to throw uh, is going to throw another interception. He's probably going to fumble twice, and the Rams are going to coast to a victory because the Giants don't have anything on defense and they don't have anything on offense when Saquon Barkley is on IR. This is such a bad week. It's I mean, such not, a bad week of football. <laughs> if not, if not for the next game, which is Patriots Chiefs, this would be an atrocious week. Yep. Um, Give me your score. We don't have to talk about this. Game. Yeah, there's not much to talk about. I'm sorry, Giants fans. Maybe next year you'll draft a quarterback. And I'm sorry, Rams fans. You're gonna how win. About, I'm not so how about start? How about start with an O line, Epstein? How about the Giants invest freaking anything in the O line? Andrew they Thomas did. isn't that good. They spent a first round pick on their O line, but he's not good. Like they what? Do you, there were Thomas. <laughs> We had three guys above him. Yeah. And they're all playing better. I haven't looked up I, I I will say I haven't seen much of Mackay Becton yet, but he's probably playing better. Like I'm sorry, I can't with this I can't with this football team. I can it's, guarantee Becton is playing better. Becton is Daniel Jeremiah on if you didn't know, loved Becton and had him as his number one tackle. He's been having a field day on Twitter. It just Filled with Becton highlights. Mackay Becton is doing the best out of every single rookie tackle. Congratulations to him. Uh, yeah, there's well, he's giant. To... No, no, no. Becton's a uh, No, I said he – no, I mean he is giant. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a very large man. So, yeah, Rams win this easy. What do you have, a, what do you have as a score? Who gives a damn? Who gives uh, a damn? That's your score. Congratulations, I, the Rams, on your bye week. <laughs> you have a – who gives a yeah, damn? Yeah, I – Whatever, forty to one. Forty to one. I don't know. They'll sneak something in there. Let's say I'm going to lower the. I'm going to keep this score a little tighter than the Ravens uh, football team one. I'm going to say I'm going to say like forty-two to seventeen. The Giants score a couple in garbage time. I'm going to go twenty-seven ten because I think. 
the uh, Rams will basically have won the game by half and just have Daryl Henderson run the rest of the night. It would probably work. All right, John, something we forgot to talk about before we move on to the next game. Uh, if you haven't heard, COVID has hit the NFL. Yeah, about damn time. Yeah. Uh, the Titans, I believe it was the Titans, had multiple COVID um, – what is it? C- oh, cases. God, COVID cases. Uh, they tested positive. It's okay. I've seen just have a, had a mild stroke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do, you, do you cough during a stroke? I don't know, John. I haven't had one yet. You just had one, so whatever. <laughs> keep talking before I make this talking, dumb. Talking. All right. It already is dumb, John. Uh, I Perfect. The Vikings have been tested uh, as a result. They're fine. But the Titans-Steelers game is going to be moved to most likely Monday night. But but if we're lucky, we get to watch Tuesday night football. <laughs> Tuesday night football. Tuesday night football. I want it to be Tuesday night because I'd be so hyped. <laughs> Waiting all day for Tuesday night. All right, let's move on. We just finished uh, Giants Ramps. Let's move on to the headliner this week. The Patriots play the Chiefs in Kansas City. Now, what do you have for me here, John? <laughs> Who are you going to pick? I am very interested. <laughs> the New England Patriots are going to probably lose because the Chiefs are nuts. But Thank God, I thought he was going to pick the Patriots. I, I'm still going to. You're going to um, pick the Patriots. You're going to pick the Patriots. Okay. The, the Chiefs got to lose to somebody. <laughs> they have to, right? No. You know what? You know what? No, they don't. They just curb stomp the crap out of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll talk first. Yeah, go ahead. I gotta think. The Chiefs are gonna win this football game because they just have too much on offense. When when the Patriots played the Raiders, all Bill Belichick had to do was shut down, uh, shut down Darren Waller because Henry Ruggs was out and Brian Edwards was injured that game after making a great catch and run. Still leaning on that Brian Edwards crap, aren't you? Oh, oh, okay. Let's 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 put a little fun in this. Brian Edwards. The Raiders in the next game. We'll go after that in a minute. Fine, fine, fine. Let's yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Cam Newton was handled. Uh, he could he threw he threw kind of he threw he had some bad throws, but uh, some also really good throws. So he had he had an average night for him. The run game was great uh, against the Raiders. Uh, their outside run game was absolutely gashing the Raiders. I don't think the Chiefs will be unprepared for that. And just there's too many weapons. There's too many weapons on the Chiefs' offense that the Patriots the Patriots won't be able to guard all of them. And Patrick Mahomes, I just think he's gonna he's just gonna throw for 300 yards and he's gonna win the football game. I don't see how they don't. They're all they're at home. So you have to add that to it, and uh, yeah, add the seven fans in. Hey, those seven fans are worth a lot. Just ask Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, I'm sure Andy Reid has something special for this game. I'm sure Bill Belichick has something special for this game. This is the best game of the week, and I have the Chiefs winning it. I have them winning it a close one. I'm going to say 27-24. Andy Reid is a fantastic football coach. I have a lot of good things to say about Andy Reid. 
I have no hate for the Kansas City Chiefs. I actually like Pat Mahomes. I like the way he plays football. He is a human cheat code. I hate Patrick Mahomes. I love the way he plays football. He's a human cheat code. (laughs) There are two matchups, two matchups that I'm interested in watching uh, in that game, and they have nothing to do with what's on the field. They have to do with the coaching staffs. Bill Belichick's defensive calls versus Andy Reid's offensive calls. I'm going to give advantage to Bill Belichick. I will always give that advantage to Bill Belichick, no matter who he coaches against, but especially because of Andy Reid. Andy Reid does not coach great football games against Bill Belichick. He just doesn't do it. Um, There is an argument to be made that the reason the Chiefs were able to successfully get to the Super Bowl and win it last year was was the Titans beat the Patriots. Was because the Titans got rid of the Patriots before Kansas City had had to see them. I'm going to say that the second and probably more important matchup is Steve Spagnuolo versus Josh McDaniels. Because while Andy Reid does not know how to coach against Bill Belichick, Steve Spagnuolo has two Super Bowl rings as a member of the Giants coaching staff that says – I'm sorry, I think he only has one because I think the other one's Perry Fuel. So he has at least one, without checking it right now, he has at least one ring against that New England Patriot team as a defensive coordinator of the New York Giants. Spags can coach a defense. I know Spags can coach a defense. It's my favorite defensive playbook in the entire NFL is Steve Spagnuolo's. I know Josh McDaniels somehow is able to coach an offense. I hate him. I'm not a fan of Josh McDaniels' playbook. I'm not a fan of his attitude, uh, dating back to his time as the head coach of the Broncos. But I don't – I think this is going to be an exceptionally close game and I mean exceptionally close, and on coaching alone, I'm going to pick New England. On coaching alone, and I'm going to put it like 28-27. Like we're talking a point. It is going to be that close, and I think Belichick just has the answer. There's going to be some – it's going to come down to the clock, and I know Andy Reid can't manage the clock, and Belichick's an expert. That's that's my breakdown. Kansas City's got to lose to somebody. That's my whole. That's my overall main point. They have to lose someone. All right, let's move on to the next game. The Buffalo Bills with MVP candidate Josh Allen will get to play the Raiders with a god awful defense. Yeah, I'm going to get this out of the way first, and then I'll let you talk. I'm just going to quickly say everything I need to say about this. Go ahead. Josh Allen is better than the entire Raider team. John Gruden can't coach. Bills by 14. Bills by 30 to 16. 30 to 16. That's it. I don't trust the Raiders. Done. All right. Now I get the top. Beautiful. The Raiders were playing the Patriots well, and then they turn over the ball multiple times. One of them wasn't actually – the Patriots didn't actually recover the fumble. Josh Jacobs recovered his own fumble. For some reason, the refs didn't see it. Bitter. They didn't see it. Tony Romo got a little angry about it. Bitter. (laughs) <laughs> but um, the only way the Raiders can win this football game, and there is only one way, is playing clean, no penalties, no turnovers. Josh Jacobs runs the ball. Control- oh, so you're going to lose by a lot then. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't do that. So no penalties. Actually, going into week t- uh, to the Patriots game, the Raiders were the second least penalized team in the NFL. 
Then they played the Patriots and they got penalized six times. <laughs> so um, I think the Raiders lose this game. I think it'll be closer than John's thinking, but I don't think it'll be much closer than John's thinking. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 28-20. Uh, Bills win, and um, yeah, there's not much to say. I think the Bills are just a better team, uh, and I think they're a very good matchup. For, uh, I think Josh Allen is going to have a field day against that uh, Raiders defense. The Raiders do get Kwiatski back. Did I say it right, John? No. <laughs> There's, the, you didn't even say a T, and I think he has two of them. Kwiatski? Kwiatowski. I think it's Kwiatkowski. Okay. The Raiders, Kwiatowski or whatever the hell. I the can't Raiders pronounce it get, either. The Raiders get Kwiat back. Kwiat back. <laughs> He get they get Nick last name linebacker back. Yeah, and he's a huge boon for the run defense. But the we got to get that name right because that's just disrespectful. One day, I mean, he's okay. We're getting it right because we're getting it wrong because we're idiots. He's a very good football player. I'm Pretty good. Very happy to have him on my team. <laughs> Is he back? He he will be back, and he'll be a huge boon for that run defense. But the problem is, you need someone that can keep up with Josh Allen. Uh, running the ball and throwing the ball. I don't think the Raiders have it. I think they lose uh, 28-20. And that's all I really got to say. <laughs> Eagles Niners. I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm just going to get this out of the way very quickly. We're going to get slaughtered. The Eagles are not going to win this football game. If they do, I have a million questions. I don't care if Nick Mullen or McMuffin or Nancy Mulligan, or any, but I don't care who the hell the quarterback is. We're bad. We're so bad. I wouldn't be stunned if Carson Wentz gets benched during this game. If this was later in the season, this game would have been flexed. Um, this, is, this is on primetime. It's a, it's a Sunday night football game. Yeah. There's no reason for it. Uh, we're going to lose, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm honestly, I want to say 30 to 10 again. 30 to 10. That's what it feels like. Our offense can't move. I assume we'll get like one turnover or something. Nick Mullen would have to have a catastrophic evening for us to even have a chance. I don't think it'll be 30 to 10, but I do agree with you that the Eagles look to be out- outmatched. This is also just one of the games where I feel the Eagles will play better. I think Carson Wentz will play better. And I think it's specifically because the 49ers defensive line has taken some massive hits. I still think you lose. Uh, I still think it's by 14 points, <laughs> which isn't much better than 20 points. The Eagles uh, uh, Carson Wentz threw one ball last week perfectly. Like, I mean, it was such a sexy pass in overtime that resulted in us tying. Like, I, it was such a beautiful ball, and it just didn't matter. He's still there but he's buried under all the mistakes and there's a lot of mistakes right now. And it's terrifying. There's not a whole lot of positivity I can get out of this team right now. The one bit I was having was Jalen Rager and he's hurt. Imagine uh, if the Eagles are bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence. Do you think they pull the trigger? Yes. How, how do they get out of Carson Wentz contract? Someone will take him. Someone will take him. Yeah, I'm confident in that. The contract's not good. It's it's not. It looks bad now. It's 30-some-odd a year. Um, he's still a better developmental option than a guy like a Kirk Cousins. He's significantly or younger. Sam Darnold. Oh, golly. He's better than Darnold. He's had better t- – he's had better games than Darnold. 
I, I'm confident somebody would trade for Carson Wentz. Um, I don't know what the payout would be. Ask me again in six months. <laughs> but you know, if he if he goes if he turns it on and becomes a god again, then we won't there won't be any discussion. He won't be traded. And you won't um, even be in position to draft Trevor Lawrence. Right. If he that that's the reality of team. If he starts to play well, we won't be in we won't be in Lawrence territory. He is a good quarterback when he's good. For whatever reason, these last three games, bad. All bad. All of it's been bad. There's no good, all bad. All of it's bad. So what it's starting to look like is that the first half of that Washington football team game that we played in, which is still a really annoying sentence to say. What we're learning now is that that first half of game one was actually the anomaly. The second half wasn't the anomaly. The second half is what the Eagles actually are. The peak. And it's already yeah. passed. We passed <laughs> the peak. First half. <laughs> yeah. So right, let's, let's move on to another good game, possibly. <laughs> A Monday, no. We have the Atlanta Chokers playing the Green Bay Packers. Dan Quinn has to be fired after this game because they're going to lose. Um. I really, really want Atlanta to get to a 20-point lead in the first half and throw it all away again. I just I want to see the disaster happen again. You, you won't be able to justify keeping Quinn at that point. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, Quinn needs out. He's wasting Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. No, no, no. He wouldn't, no I'm sorry. He, I'm saying he's wasted Ryan. It's done. He's 30, was he 37. How old is Matt Ryan? 37 sounds right. He think here's before Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan's 35. So think, but I think, I think it's a better characterization. Do you know who went number one in his draft? Who? Jake Long. Oh no. You know what? Number two, Chris Long. Oh no. Right. <laughs> now Matt Ryan, I believe went three or four. Was he three? Yeah. He went third. Do you know who went fourth? Cause I know this off the top of my head. Sure. Go ahead. It was a pick that you made. Okay. It was a running back by the name of Darren McFadden. That is how long ago yeah. Matt Ryan was drafted. Okay. Darren McFadden breaking his arm by dropping his phone. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm a strong believer. If Darren McFadden had been able to stay healthy, he might have been the best running back of all time. He might have been the greatest to ever live, and he just could not stay healthy. Um, Matt Ryan's career is – I said it to you last year before we even owned microphones. I thought it wouldn't have been the worst idea in the world for the Falcons to entertain trading Matt Ryan. He, he's still a good quarterback. Still playing like a top 10 quarterback. It's it just, it's a bad team. Mm-hmm. It's coached poorly. It's only getting older. The O-line's okay. It's not perfect, but it's good. His targets are second to none. Hayden Hurst is actually having a little bit of a, a little bit of a renaissance of sorts. Um, showing that he might not have been a bad pick at number one over, at, at, overall first round for Baltimore. Because before he was traded there, he looked like a total bust. You know, it's, it's, the defense is a problem. And when, and when your defense is a problem and your head coach is a former defensive coordinator, it's on your head coach. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn has got to go. And I like Dan Quinn. I like his defensive scheme. I think he can DC in this league. Do you think you get pick up, picked up uh, this season? If the Falcons let him go, you mean midseason? Yeah, no, no, no. no. Who does? No one does that. I don't. I don't know the last time that would have happened. I could see the only team I could see doing it would be Seattle because they know him. Mm-hmm. You know, they already know him. They bring him as a defensive like consultant or something. Maybe 
they, they could do it. I don't see anyone else doing it. So give uh, me a score. Give me a score. Green Bay Falcons. Oh, I'm going to pick Green Bay like 30 to 17. 30, 30 to 20, maybe. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the Falcons like a 10-point lead again. Oh, I'm yeah. Because the Falcons score they first. Blow the lead. They have to blow the lead. Yeah, I think the Falcons are going to blow into the lead. I do. Because they've, they've shown me that that's what they do. That's the team they are. They take leads and let them go. Do we know if Devontae Adams will be back healthy? I believe the, I believe the reporting is saying that Devontae Adams is going to be ready. Um, there's no chance. <laughs> huh? There's no chance with the Falcons here. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't play, I still think it's probably no chance. All right. That was the uh, – oh, I'll give my score prediction before we move on. I'm going to go Falcons blow a 14-point lead, actually, because Packers can start slow. And I'm going to say Packers win it 28-20. Okay. Fair enough. Now, give me your shot takes, John. We've done our games. We have two games that we've already put down as universal shot takes. If the Ravens lose, we owe one. If the Dolphins – I'm sorry, yes, the Ravens lose and the Seahawks lose, we owe two. Mm-hmm. My pick – I'm, I'm going to pick um, – I'm going to go Pittsburgh over Tennessee. That's mine. Pittsburgh over Tennessee. Pittsburgh over Tennessee. I'm going I'm I'm to stake my shot on that game. All right. I, I smell success. I was, since, since you picked what I was going to pick, <laughs> but the other way around, um, I'm going to pick Buccaneers over Chargers. How does that sound? You want me to Bucks. go harder? Let's go. Wait, wait, check. Bucks over Chargers. Yeah. Is there harder? If there is, take something else. All righty. Um, this should be cool. You know what? No, no, no. You know what? Screw it. There's no reason for us to not pick the same game. Do you want to pick Steel- T- Titans over Steelers? Yeah, I do. I want to pick Titans over Steelers. P- pick that game. Yeah. Be- there's no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Pick that game one way or another. Someone's taking two shots. Someone's taking at least one shot. All right. If we play, if we play shot taking, nobody takes a shot. How how lame would that be? Right. What if they tie? If they tie, we take five shots. <laughs> Deal. All right. Deal. And that was week four. Next week, we're gonna have, you know, we're gonna have a little bit of a season long prediction after four games. Yeah, we got quarter of the season done. We might yeah. we might be able to make start making some divisional picks. So next week, no key games, no takeaways. We're gonna do the week predictions, and we're going to do season predictions. We'll see how that goes. And uh, we're also going to make that an article because we need some articles. So let's do that. <laughs> yep. Um, do we want to maybe – I can bring it up next week. It's not important right now. Um, I think that's a good idea. Um, we're starting to get more in the swing of how we're doing this. We've found out we've, we've, we've established our, our scheduling and how we're going to work our lives around doing these pods. Cause this is not what we do all to, uh, all the time. You know, we have other lives that do not revolve sitting in front of a microphone. Um, we're trying to get better pacing. We think we're getting more funny or, or funny, more funny, funnier, whatever the hell it is. But as long as you guys are entertained and we enjoy doing it, we're, we're doing it. We're only four in. You're hilarious. That's honestly without without me. If I'm not funny, I have nothing. <laughs> personally, you have your voice. Your that's voice a, is gorgeous. It's made for radio. Yeah, I have a face made for radio. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was week. What was it? We just did. We did recap week three. We, we gave week you week four. four. We'll give you a. We'll give you some more broad predictions next week. Some more general conversation. Not not as many game by games next week. 
trying some new things and we'll see how it works out. Mm-hmm. All right. This was next man up. No, this yes. was next man up. This, this was well, the objectively wrong podcast. Objectively wrong podcast presented by the next man up. Everybody take care. Mm-hmm.